0: Hey everybody, welcome to another Ithaca Bound podcast episode. I'm your host, Andrew Schiestel, and this is the podcast where we explore history and mythology in the Mediterranean basin. Today I'm joined with Dr. Yuri Yifthoff for a conversation about what law was like in Ptolemaic and Roman Egypt. Dr. Yfthoff is professor in the Department of Classics at Tel Aviv University, based in Israel. He is a reader of Greek legal texts on papyrus and also teaches classical Latin and Greek. He has written many publications over his career, including editing the book, The Letter, Law, State, Society, and the Epistolary Format in the Ancient World, which was published by Harrassowitz, And he is co-editor of the book, Accounts and Bookkeeping in the Ancient World, which was also published by Harrassowitz. Welcome to the show, Yuri. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: So. When we were chatting before uh, conducting this, uh, th- this episode and this conversation, Yuri, you made the suggestion that uh, this type of topic, when we're chatting about um, law in, in Egypt in this period of time, uh, talking about at one point the Ptolemaic Kingdom was ruling uh, Egypt and then uh, Rome was what had hegemony in, in Egypt. You had made the suggestion that Ptolemaic and Rome for this conversation was com- combined. Why did you make that suggestion?
1: Well, I, the, the main reason is the type of the material that we uh, discuss, uh, that we study. Because I am a papyrologist, okay? What is a papyrologist is a student of a papyri or let's say that the paper that was was used in the ancient world uh, for writing uh, everything. Among the papyri you have different types and I am uh, specialized in reading uh, Greek documents and the Greek documents uh, uh, become numerous or start to uh, come in when Egypt became uh, Macedonian state after the, uh, uh, the, its conquest by Alexander the Great. Okay. And these papyrus give a certain picture of the legal practices of the population. And the pictures that is given is, it does not change fundamentally with the Roman conquest. That is the Roman conquest, the conquest of Roman, of, of Egypt by Augustus in 30 BC. BC, this is when Egypt became a province, are not different from the, the, the laws that were promulgated, uh, that were issued earlier, or the practice that, were, that are evident earlier. This is why, when we speak about uh, Egypt, you sometimes refer to the law of the papyri, and sometimes uh to law in or roman uh, egypt
0: okay so the ptolemaic period came before the roman period so let's i suggest we start there for for chronology um so the ptolemaic period at a to create sufficient context for the the conversation yuri how would you describe what law was like in ptolemaic egypt
1: Well, The Ptolemaic Kingdom, it it consisted of actually two population groups. One was, let's say, 90% of the population were the autochthonic Egyptians. Okay? And the other 10% were immigrants. Labeled Greeks, but they were not really Greeks in the purest sense of the word. They were immigrants from anywhere in the Hellenistic world except for Egypt. And for that uh, matter also Jews. And in the eyes of the Ptolemaic rulers of the first generation, I will I will speak about the, the period roughly down to uh, the end of the reign of Ptolemy II, uh, the 246, there, there was a kind of binary system, a dichotomy, a segregation. Okay, by which each system was, uh, uh, each population group was con- conceived as a different entity, and it was meant, which was meant to live or was allowed to live according to its, ancestors, its ancestor, ancestral laws, and it was also judged by uh, by the by the same laws. For this reason, what the, what the Ptolemies uh, created was a binary a court system with uh, one court of juries called the dikasterion for uh, greeks and another called the court of the laocriti that was uh, uh, that was meant to be used uh, by uh, the egyptians
0: so did the actual body of law was it was it different um, between those two groups in Egypt in this period of time?
1: Well, yes and oh, and no. I mean, in, in theory and also in practice, there were always the uh, decrees of the king. You know, whatever the king decreed was had, had the force of a law and it, this was binding for for everyone. Uh, But the laws of the king actually were very narrowly construed. I mean, they were never meant to cover anything that was not of direct interest for the king. So what was left outside this uh, this realm of uh, state uh, 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 decrees that are of direct state interest was left to uh, worse. that were of uh, national uh, uh, origin. That is, you had t- two different sets of compilations. One is called the politikoi or nomoi, or the laws of the city-states. And this was reserved to Greeks. And the other was the, called the, the law of the land. And this was uh, this reserved to Egyptians. So when I had a, a, a dispute, dispute with you, and we were both, let's say, Egyptians, we would both go to the Laocriti, and the dispute would be held first in accord with the, with the decrees of the kings, but then by the laws of the land. If we went to the Greek court, it would be completely different stories because here it would be the, uh, the political nomoi and the contents would not naturally be would be uh, completely uh, different.
0: Um, so, in in Egypt, were there specific areas or cities that were assigned courts? Can you speak about what scholars know about where courts actually were in Egypt in this period of time? Well, in Egypt, there were in Egypt there were.
1: Uh, 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 the physical locations of courts is is not always known. Okay, there were certainly uh, laws that were uh, courts that uh, 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 were located in the autonomous autonomous city states, but there were also laws uh, uh, throughout the land. And as far as I know, there was no uh, 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 restriction. I mean, uh, the, the, the the key. By which you would go to one court or the other would be your your national uh, 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 identity.
0: Okay, the in in the in the um, trials or the inside the context of of court that process when it was more for the laws of the land. Uh, do scholars know? Uh, who the was there a was there a judge that was set up for that and, and in that specific case where it's laws of the land so it's the population that's uh, either in, it sounds like indigenous or more indigenous um, if there was a judge what, what's known about uh, who the who the judge would would be
1: well judges were were in these cases uh, primarily priests you know because in Egyptian legal tradition uh, priests Played an, an immensely important role, okay. And as such, they would have also uh, they would be proficient in in legal uh, education. Would be also proficient in law. And um, and uh, what is also interesting, and this is uh, maybe a, a, a area where Greek and Egyptian law giving. Or, uh, uh, it, it, uh, uh, fall apart is that for the uh, Greeks they were not. I mean, what uh, the Dicasteria or the were a drubic that was composed from among laymen, Greek laymen, actually from that area. And in this uh, sphere, there was certainly no free knowledge or assumed. Pre uh, knowledge of, of 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 law or or the, the operation of the legal system in general.
0: So, would you say, Yuri, in this period of time? Because um, what you're describing here, it sounds like there there were laws, um, there were systems for trying the laws. It's it sounds like um, there was is, there was is, there is thought put towards the legal system in this in this period of time. Um, would you, would you say that the, that rule of law existed or what, what, what degree, and if not f- fully by perhaps today's standards, um, w- to what degree would you say rule of law existed in, uh, Ptolemaic, uh, Egypt?
1: Uh, rule of, as rule of law, we, de- we defined the laws and regulation that were, uh, binding in courts of law, right?
0: Yeah, and I, I don't have um, a formal definition uh, be- beside me, but how I personally would define when I hear uh, government speak about the rule of law, what comes to mind for me is that there's uh, specific laws that are uh, created in advance, and then um, and then there's an expectation that the laws are are followed within a given state, um, and then and then when um they're being applied to certain situation let's say it's in a court system they're mm-hmm. being applied consistently and they're being implied in, in, impartially so it's like the rule of the the, the the law itself is its own almost its own entity that's how I that's how I look at the mm-hmm. the concept mm-hmm. of rule of law mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. okay great so the, this is where uh, uh, actually you have uh, the uh, Ptolemaic Egypt and Roman Egypt are quite uh, quite unique in, in comparison to the modern world, as we understand it, and to also to actually to the classical Greek world, because in, let's say in Athens, you would have a law, there was a law that was uh, conceived, that was uh, actually uh, laid down in order to, that would meant to cover everything and to be actually applied uh, by everyone but when you came to Egypt Egypt was not a police and uh, it was not a city-state and uh, hence the concept of one law that would be applicable to everyone was, was, was never in existence okay so if you were tried on the issue of taxation fines then you would have a regulation but if you were uh, tried on issues of marriage or release such regulation would never exist so you would not be able so if you define very strictly let's say laws as something that was uh, uh, issued by the state then you would have a, a, a large a huge vacuum okay however then you could say okay so i have for this reason you actually introduced the two national laws okay the two national uh, uh, compilations of national rules but here is actually what is even more interesting there were never a formal or sanction, state sanctions uh, books codes that comprise these two nationals, uh, national laws. You, you see what I mean? I mean, if, you were, if there were a politikoi nomoi, there were actually private compilations, private collections of regulations that were submitted by the parties uh, to the court, and it was uh, uh, up to the judge to Decide if he actually think that what they cite is is uh uh, 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 is authentic or
0: not okay so you would say if you were to if you were to uh summarize that and 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 it's i I guess it's a personal opinion thing at this point you're 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 giving your opinion um about the level of rule of law do you think that based on your research that uh what to what degree do you think rule of law existed
1: uh, as i said this is a debated issue i, w- I would say that is uh, it was not so much written law but there were i would say that the the state was uh, actually saw its position it's role in giving the procedural framework for the for the law giving, for the administration of justice, but the individual clauses were actually taken from from different uh, areas uh, and different uh, sources, as I said initially in accordance with the national identity of the parties. But as time goes on, actually, what you have there is is a, 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 the principle of equity. You came before the judges, and the judges said that at first there was a vacuum, as I told you, with regard to the to the to the uh,
0: king law, to the royal laws, and even as to the to the
1: lower status. It was uh, the judges were given a, a huge leeway as to how to. Uh, uh, and, uh, to study them however there was one uh, system, one source that we didn't uh, mention yet and it was uh, uh, very very important actually crucial and this was the legal document i mean if you talk about the law of, of contracts i mean if if you let's say uh, uh, beat me this is not contractual uh, 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 how do you say, uh, uh, it's not the uh, obligatio ex uh, contracto, it's obligatio ex delicto, okay? But if, if we set a contract together, so what we were expected was to bring this contract before the court, and the court will actually usually follow the contract, okay? So the contract became, let's say, before it uh, 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 was supplementing in its regulations, in its what was uh, actually left uh, undiscussed or untreated in other uh, sources. Okay, so I will repeat, uh, uh, legal uh, laws of the king, narrowly, uh, interested in narrow areas, Uh, two compilations that are not sanctioned by the states, one for the Egyptians, another uh, for the Greeks, and then the legal documents that would be presented by by the parties and this would be really uh, binding where, wherever you had it as such a document composed
0: to what degree and I want to go in a moment to um, what's known about how their how laws were promulgated and to what degree do people know about like the general population know about laws in, y- in your opinion but uh, I want to clarify one point then so the population that were Greek, um, to what degree were they following the laws that were invented in Egypt in in the Ptolemaic period versus inheriting laws that would have been imported from the kingdom of Macedon? Well, uh, this is an excellent question. Thank you for this. Well, the Macedonian law
1: is not something that that plays a predominant role, okay? In the intellectual uh, 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 surrounding of of Alexandria and Egypt. But the laws of the cities, the laws of the city-states is certainly very important. In fact, you have some areas when you can say, when you can point to laws from archaic uh, Athens, the laws of Solon, that are taken verbatim, word by word, and actually introduced uh, into Egypt. So certainly, this was, let's say, the the, the prototype uh, for 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 any Greek law in Egypt. Uh, if I mean, uh, but but they the, in Egypt they were selective. I mean, they did, were not bound to take uh, uh, the laws of uh, one specific police, and they but they could not uh, make Whatever changes they wanted, and then even to to invent uh, uh, new laws. But even when they invented them, it was always still in the, in the back of their heads was uh, there, let's say, the rich tradition of law giving uh, of the of the classical world that, that was actually in uh, came into play.
0: Okay, uh, so so that question or questions, um, how? were laws in this period promulgated and to what degree do you believe the general population were clear what the laws were
1: well uh, uh, in, in principles let's say the laws of the king uh, whose shortcomings we have already mentioned were meant to be it is said at the beginning or rather the end of the of the decree This law should be placed in a public uh, space, written in both Greek and Egyptian letters. So this would mean that they would would want uh, the the laws of the king to be uh, accessible to all. But there is, of course, the question of literacy. You know, if we say that in the, this is actually a question that I studied in the past. If you say that, uh, uh, let's say, in 80 percent of the population was at all not not uh, literate so you would have to count on boxes and again this would be a a a a problem of the of uh, to what extent the uh, uh, literate relatives or friends were 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 able to uh, write them for you okay and the other question again is uh, the laws of the the political and the laws of the land, and here we have no idea how how they were uh, promulgated. My assumption is that this was like a, 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 a collections of provisions that were assembled by legal specialists and they were actually only, uh, only accessible to them. So I, I would say that in that case uh, 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 the, 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 your your exposure to the law would only depend will depend on your uh, 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 having uh, a lawyer or, or a legal expert uh, uh, that that would assist you in uh, in getting acquainted with them.
0: Okay. Rome gains hegemony in the first century BCE BC. You pointed out earlier, you mentioned earlier, uh, 30 BC. Um, under Roman rule, how did the body of law and the process of, of, of law change, if any?
1: Well, in already in the Ptolemaic period, the law, the, the, let's say that... Uh, by, by, uh, uh, by ethnical system that I described, started to dismember. And already in the Ptolemaic period, if I were, if I was Greek, and I were to marry an Egyptian woman, the the, the ethnic identity of our children would no longer be that, uh, that, that lucid, that clear. Okay? And this became uh, increasingly so as we approached the Roman period now maybe for that reason uh, after the second century BCE, that is 150 years roughly before the roman uh, uh, occupation uh, the the two laws that i described disappear okay now you have a judge uh, 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 if i have a dispute i would just come to local state official or to the king and he will he will hear uh, my case Okay, now, if, if I come to the king, or if I come to the strategos, which is the head of the nomos, of the administrative unit in Egypt, he was no longer no longer bound by, uh, by anything. You know, he could de- decide whatever uh, he wishes, uh, 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 whatever uh, sources he wished to take. I mean, he could still say, okay, I am interested in the political nomo in this area. But he could do so even if the parties are Egyptian or Jews or Greeks or, 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 or whatever. So he had a complete leeway to do uh, whatever he wanted. So, and this is exactly what you have also in the Roman period. Okay, in the Roman period, it is not basically you go to a judge, and the judge would actually uh, try the case in, a, in accordance with the principle of equity. Okay? You are not. You are no longer uh, uh, bound by any specific regulations. The regulations are still are still uh, 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 perpetuated. I mean, they are still they are still uh, uh, copied and, uh, as a source of the law, as sources of the law that could be uh, submitted to the court. But uh, and and the judge might respect them if, if he thought that he should, but it. It was not clear if it if would, you know. It's a, it is more, let's say, a very flexible system.
0: You mentioned a couple times the phrase principle of equity. Can you uh, expand on what that is?
1: Well, the principle of equity, as I understand it, is that you have several notions, basic notions of, uh, of, of uh, human rights. Okay, of a right so of what what the person is entitled for okay so let's say the the defense of property the defense of person the defense of the, the defense of of, uh, of uh, status you know to defend if you are a, if you are a Roman citizen so you have a right to defend uh, your status as a Roman and but there were no rules uh, 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 beyond this, okay, there were also no rules. I mean, if you have studied Greek or Roman law, you speak about the system of actions, you know, the system of diction of of dikai in the Greek world, which are let's say a uh, 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 special suit prepared in advance for certain uh, cases. Okay, in the case of Roman, you speak, of, for example, of uh, uh, actio uh, empty or actio vanity in the case of sale okay this was really a rigid system of of uh, of procedures and nothing like this has ever existed in egypt you know so in egypt you came to the court and you would say you know uh, i would say my friend they beat me and took away and tried to poison me and took away my my donkeys and uh, the 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 official would be completely free to decide uh, which a uh, uh, material to to treat, and I mean, a, a criminal law, simple law, whatever you know, law of document. It was all, all discussed together by the same official, and what the what uh, 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 the the light. I mean, the, 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 what what actually uh, uh, drove him to a certain uh, 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 decision was the the, the basically the, the question is what is fair.
0: Did the two court systems it, still exist in in Roman in Rome um, when, when when Rome uh, had hegemony in Egypt and. Can you speak more about if if it wasn't as delineated those two systems in Roman Egypt, how that topic evolved in this period of time?
1: Well, in the as I said in the Roman already in the Ptolemaic period, the two systems, the two courts, were were actually dismembering. They already disappeared in the Ptolemaic period. In the Roman period, everyone would go to the same court and everyone would also it, it would also be quite impossible to say who is Greek and who is Egyptian you know this was just one large mixture of, of uh, let's say the peregrini, the, you know the, the, the those that do that there are no that are not uh, 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 Roman uh, uh, citizens uh, Actually, and this is quite interesting, even for Roman, even for, uh, for Roman citizens, yes, that came to Egypt, in most areas, the law of Rome, Roman law, as we understand it, uh, was not applied. Okay, so if, if we are two Roman citizens, you are Roman and I am Roman, and you go to court, let's say, in a matter of law, of, of debt, The court would try us according exactly to the same principles or or void of principles as if we were uh, uh, Egyptians.
0: So in that case, how would you describe, Yuri, the amount of, so the body of law in Roman Egypt, to what degree would you say that uh, laws were, being followed that were already there prior to Rome gaining hegemony in Egypt versus uh, Roman laws being imported or being created anew in, in Egypt in that period of time?
1: Well, there was a theory that, I mean, we have some e- evidence of Greek uh, Ptolemy's decrees that are still uh, applied in Roman, employed in Roman courts. Okay, and there was in the earlier time, in the earlier 20th century, there was all still a theory that said that when the Romans came to Egypt, they uh, published a decree that say all the Ptolemaic laws are valid. But this was not the way the Romans did things, you know, this is a very un-Roman uh, way, way of thinking. Uh, when uh, the Romans did not say anything about pre-existing laws. And if you came there to them and you said there was a, a, a Ptolemy a, a, a law on this area, they would usually respect it, you know, but I would say respect uh, is, more, uh, is better concept than sanction. You know, they wouldn't say, a, a priori, I sanction all Ptolemaic's law, but the tendency would be to, to to respect all pre-existing laws or collections of laws or, or compilations of the type uh, I discussed uh, uh, earlier. But, but again, they were not bound to do it.
0: Who made the laws? So continuing with this kind of... Um kind of line of conversation that we're having so in during the roman egypt period uh who who actually made made laws and how were they promulgated there
1: were no one that would that would be actually entrusted with making laws. you know there were several officials let's say roman equestrian office holders in the city of alexandria of alexandria and each would actually make its own regulations relating to the laws of its, uh, of uh, the office, let's say specific area uh, of activity. But they could conflict with each other and there could be a, 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 a nat- naturally also lacunas. Uh, the only source that you could speak about is as a sense of continuity, as a sense of, of uh, Development is of, of a legal system is the law of precedent. You know, if I were to come to a judge on a matter of inheritance, so I could bring before him a decision by a former judge. Let's say, if I came before the governor of Egypt on a matter of inheritance, I could bring before him a decision by a, a, a former governor on the same issue then you would most likely respect this decision. You see, so it, in a sense, it's kind of uh, a system of respect, respecting what uh, uh, existed before and building upon it. And gradually with, with time, I mean, the system of, of let's say, respecting older decisions uh, uh, actually culminated in, into some kind of a system of, uh, of law.
0: In this period of time, did Rome treat Egypt as a province, and was there always one governor as assigned to, to if if, it's, if it was treated as a province, was there always one governor assigned to the province?
1: Yes, yes, it was always, always uh, uh, Egypt until the fourth century, where Egypt was divided into four different provinces, Egypt was always assigned to one governor. And who, who was actually the continuance of the of the roman of the of the of the ptolemy king in a sense because both were seated in alexandria and both were actually uh, uh, the, the mechanism of, of of the of the uh, uh, of the state administration was left intact you know alexandria the, the basically the only thing that that changed in this uh, this this uh, respect is that there was one instead of of a king there was now a a a governor okay Okay. if i may if i may add there was another area where you do find a, a profound change and this is the the law of persons okay because in the when the romans came into egypt what they introduced one of the things the few, one of the few things that they introduced was the poll tax. the poll text, which could be quite heavy. Now, what they did, they said that we now have a poll tax, and uh, uh, we actually isolate two groups, one Roman citizens and other citizens of Alexandria, or let's say the other autonomous Greek police, and everyone else would be uh, uh, defined as uh, as Egyptians. Okay, so this tripartite, as I said, if in the early Ptolemaic period you would have uh, bipartite division of Egypt, you know, uh, Greeks and Egyptians. In the Roman period, you would have a uh, tripartite divisions, where you have kind of triangle at at the top, Romans and uh, citizens of the polis and below everyone else, which actually, uh, uh, years actually uh, explains what they said earlier, that issues of status were very, very important, became very important under Roman
0: uh, uh, rule. But still in that period, one, one court system?
1: Yes, not even a, a court system, you, you just went to the official, you know, you just went to the, to the judge, to the, I'm sorry, to the governor, or to the local official, and it was not even one, a court in the, in the pure sense of the word, it was just, you went to that official, and, 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 uh, and yes, yes, you can say that this official, uh, this system was actually ap- applicable uh, for everyone.
0: You mentioned um, Polis um, a, f- a few times. Um, you mentioned the term city-state. I heard that earlier as as well. And, you, and something you you said that really stood out for me about five minutes ago or so is that um, certain, and I'm paraphrasing, certain uh, city-states were cr- creating their own laws. So, so can you can you expand on that? Because uh, this is this to me is a very interesting point. So. At one point in time, when Rome had hegemony in this area, it was treated as a province. But it sounds like there was still—it wasn't like uh, a law was passed and then that was a provincially wide law. it Sounds like there was still a lot of autonomy within the within certain areas in certain policies, Can you can you uh, emphasize that that point?
1: Yes, of course. The Romans have never uh, didn't want to change what what it needed not be changed you know so if they, they came to egypt or to to asia or to any other area of the east and there were already a long-standing uh, uh, system of laws for for a, a a different for a specific population group this will, one would be left intact not always it will be left intact what the Romans would do and actually this is something that is well-known in the case of the city of uh, Cyrene, which is not actually outside Egypt, but still in the same area, is that Augustus actually introduced, uh, 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 modified the wall of Cyrene, because he thought that it would be actually better for for its uh, functioning. But it was not that the Romans would never have the idea of, uh, let's say, of, 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 of removing or, or, or repealing any pre-existing law unless it had a, a very let's say a, a, it was detrimental for the security of the Roman state but 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 as a they were quite tolerant no yes.
0: yeah and I guess con- in contemporary times in current times uh, certain countries have provinces and they still invent individual provinces uh, typically have, Um, authorities to invent certain laws so is that is that kind of a loose analogy that can be applied to Egypt in this period of time there's the there's the area of of Egypt and then there's individual areas uh polices that still had uh some authority to to invent their own own laws and and perhaps they had a lot more authority than than than, uh certain countries uh to today, like uh, you know, if you think of a place like the United States, um, obviously terminology changes a little bit using the term state, but Canada pro- provinces, right? Is it is that kind of loose, and is that is that analogy can that work loosely in this case where you have the area of Egypt, but then there's there's the city states are still inventing their own laws.
1: Yes, in a sense, only that in uh, let's say the way I know it. Uh, uh... To the extent of my knowledge, let's say in, in, in the modern, let's say that in the case of Germany, the, the, the Federal Republic of Germany, you had you in advance actually defined or created these units and defined their, their, their competences mm-hmm. and the areas of of, uh, of, of local auto, uh, autonomy. And in the, in the ancient world and probably in the US also, I'm not sure, it was more that the, 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 the local law pre-existed. The, the, let's say the hegemonic state, you know, so basically this was something that developed generically. It was just left aside. The state did not uh, change it. There was no, no interest in, in, in uh, unravelling this uh, system.
0: So you're a papyrologist, and uh, this is an area you spend a lot of your time uh, studying. Um, so how many, if you were to define, and this is a closing question, if, if you were to define how many uh, papyri uh, st- still exists that help scholars like you, uh, to, to inform scholars like you about what law was like in uh, Egypt in this, in this period of time, I think we we're talking sort of fourth, fourth century, to fourth century uh, centuries in that in that yes. in that period of time, um, what's the what's the corpus that's still around around today? How large is it? If you were to define it in in a, like a quantity type type number, well, well, it's it's a huge corpus in terms of the only uh, uh, the only corpus that outsides it is is that of the
1: cuneiform uh, tablets from the ancient Near East, but in terms of the ancient world, it's uh, there is nothing comparable to it. I mean uh, you have now I would say something like 70,000 uh, uh, papyri that have been published and many many thousands of papyri that haven't that, you know that has, uh, either uh, haven't been uh, excavated or are still lying in, 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 in collections for example the issue the area of coptic papyrology or arabic papyrology uh, and to certain extent, demotic motic is, is is way understudied. I mean, uh, just in this generation, Arabic papyrology has started to attract uh, to attract the, the merit that it, uh, it that it certainly deserves. So there is there is a lot of work uh, to 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 be done in this area. So anyone who, who is basically interested in the into, uh, going into virgin ground. If this is the right expression, papyrology mm-hmm. is uh, certainly the uh, good uh, is a
0: good is a good uh, 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 possibility. Where 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 is a lot of this stored? The when, when speaking about uh, ancient ancient Egypt, where 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 is the where where's a lot of the papyri stored?
1: Well, many of them were actually exported. Uh, or oh, oh, you can say looted by the ancient by the western uh, 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 powers as early uh, as early as the period uh, as the turn of at, or on the turn of the 20th century you know where papyri became extremely uh, uh, attractive. Uh, this is not my area, for example, not areas of expertise, but uh, sure. the constitution of the Athenians, this is a, 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 the only description of the law of Athens issued in the school of Aristotle has not uh, was not preserved on, let's say on manuscript in the manuscript audition it was only found on papyrus, and this was also the case was with menandos with Bacchilidos, with Herondas, with many, many other uh, autos that, that were not uh, 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 known, let's say, in, uh, directly uh, before this. So this was a huge source of attraction for, for, for the West, and many of the papyrus, and let's say every... Uh, uh, significant power uh, and state state, uh, in the pre-First World, uh, First World War period actually created its own Papyrus collection. So now you have an excellent uh, 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 collection in Vienna, in Berlin, in Paris, in London, of course, in New York. And uh, and they are also quite uh, uh, accessible, they are by and large digitized so you would today you would have access not only to the editions but also to the text of the papyri and you speak about the amikitia the amicitia let's say the friendships of uh, of papyrologists and this is not an empty word if you go to a, a colloqu- to any collection and you would like to look at, uh, at the papyrus you would always find or virtually always find someone who would be very happy uh, to help you in studying them.
0: Yeah, and I know a lot of it, as you mentioned, is uh, digitized, and there's obvious reasons why that's that's important in this uh, case. How many, uh, if you were to estimate, how many papyrus scrolls have you read whether whether in person or, or or digitally and you still do you still feel there's more to read for you on this topic
1: well i mean i my my speciality right now I, I now write a book on the closes of the legal documents you know the, the contracts and here i have something like seven thousand uh, uh, documents documents that, that deal with this but uh, that I let's say treat directly in this in this in this research. But of course, I I, I think that I, I I have no idea. I think that I've read around twenty thousand uh, texts in in total. But this is a rough estimate, and I'm by no means exceptional in this. You know that if you if you write uh, if you uh, study Tantra, you have to solve a huge amount of 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 uh, material. Of offer material, and, and, uh, but I think it's fun, you know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's quite pleasurable because you start with deciphering just one world and uh, with time it, it actually grows into a la- larger uh, a thesis and synthesis so, so it's kind of, I always find it f- fulfilling and, and actually it's very satisfying uh, occupation
0: It was enjoyable speaking with you today, Yuri. Thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay.
0: So again, everybody, the couple books that I mentioned at the start of the episode that Dr. Yifthoff wrote, The Letter, Law, State, Society in the Epistolary Format in the Ancient World, and Accounts and Bookkeeping in the Ancient World. I'll drop links to both the books in the show notes on the Ithacabound.com's associated subpage to this episode. Yuri and everybody listening as always, wishing you a marvelous journey. Bye for now. Hey again, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and I wish you a bountiful rest of your day. Bye for now.